0: Welcome to the Grace Point Assembly of God podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit gphixon.com. Now let's get into a powerful message for your life from God's Word. The title of my message is, They That Wait. They That Wait. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 27 through 31. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I tell you, as I was standing in the seemingly endless lines at Disney World this past week, this scripture came to mind. I was standing there and just, you know, as I'm waiting in line, there's not a whole lot to do. You just stand and you move a little bit and then you stand and then you move a little bit, you know. And so I had a lot of time to just think and I was just, you know, in my own place with the Lord and he just brought this, this, uh, this verse to mind of wait upon the Lord. Just wait upon the Lord as I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And I began to think about the people who were around me. And many of them were probably living very hopeless lives. They had come to Disney World to spend a lot of money. Amen. You haven't been there you don't know but if you've been there you absolutely know what i'm talking about my daughter actually the second day i was there made me a t-shirt and i put it on and it said the most expensive day ever <laughs> that was my t-shirt to wear on the second day and uh i think it was uh, but anyway uh we we see these people coming and they're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars to stand in endless lines for hours and hours just to get on a ride that maybe will last four minutes, maybe. Most of them were about a minute and a half. And there, there's a, just this small little window of exhilaration and, and enthusiasm and then it's over. And I just sat there or stood there and just wondered, you know, how many is this just, this is all they have. This is all they have to hope for. This is all they have to to look forward to is this one little ride that's just going to take them and turn them upside down and inside out and every which way, you know, and for just a few seconds, and then it's over. And then I wondered how many would actually take time to wait on the Lord for even ten minutes? You know, but it's not only, you know, it's not only heathens that go to Disney World, okay? I was there, all right? I wasn't a heathen for a week. I was, I was still a Christian. I maintained my Christianity while I was there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> It's hard sometimes, but I did. And, uh, you know, I saw other people there, like uh, our district youth director was there at the same time. We actually saw them at one point. It's hard to believe in four different parks with thousands and thousands of people, you run into your district youth director right there in, in the park. But, uh, it's, you know, it's not, just, it's not just people in the world, though, that are living these hollow lives sometimes. Sometimes it's Christians. Who don't take the time to wait upon the Lord. Now, we'll wait in a waiting room for a doctor. Sometimes not not happily, but we'll wait. But will we wait on the Lord? Will we take time to just wait on the Lord? As I as I thought about this this passage, as I was thinking about that, and and just. Waiting on God and what it meant. I went back and I read this passage of Scripture again. And and I just want to walk through a few things with you this morning on this. The first part of this, the prophet Isaiah is talking to the nation of Israel. And he's, he's basically saying, do you think God has forgotten you? Do you think God has forgotten you? The Lord was, was just asking, do you think that what is happening in your life is hidden from me? Sometimes we think that God doesn't see where we are. He doesn't acknowledge us where we are and what's going on. And, and he just doesn't see. He doesn't understand. Now, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I have. I'm sure many of you probably have been in that place where you're going, God, don't you see what's happening to me? Well, so many times when we're in the middle of tests and trials on our lives, we look around and we wonder, where is God in all of this? Where is God in all of this? When we get that diagnosis of cancer and we just don't know, where is God in all this? What, What is happening? Where don't you see me, God? We start to... Question if God even sees what's happening in our lives. But but let me reassure you of this. God sees everything. God sees everything. He he has not forsaken you. He's, He's right there with you and always will be. I want to encourage you in that. He's right there with you and always will be. Now, it's, it's okay to have times and days of doubt, but we can't stay there. It's okay to, to, to question, but we can't stay in that questioning state. Because we have to come back to the truth. The back to the truth of God's Word. Back to what He says. Listen, God's eye is always upon us. In fact, for the Christian, this should give us a great comfort. As a Christian, it should be a comfort to me that God's eye is always upon me. God was looking down upon me even while I was in Disney World. Now, it it should also bring about a right way of living. Knowing that. Because for those that are in the world, it's very disconcerting to think that God is always watching. But as a Christian, it should give me the greatest comfort that He is always watching. He always sees, He always knows right where I am, what I'm doing, what's going on in my life. Everything that's happening, He knows exactly what's going on. He sees us in our days of triumph and He sees us in our days of disaster. He he sees us when we're doing good and He also sees us when we're doing bad. But you know what? He loves us. He loves us. Proverbs 5.21 says, "For For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord. And he ponders all his paths. That's a great scripture, isn't it? You know, for the, a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord. And he ponders all his paths. What that says to me is that, you know what, I need to know that God always sees. God always knows where I am. And so I better be thinking about what path I'm on. Amen. I need to be thinking about where my next step is going to be, what I'm going to be doing next, but knowing that He is always watching. He's always there. He's always with me. And then in Proverbs 15, 3, it says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. Never forget that the Lord sees you. The Lord sees you right where you are, right in the middle of whatever you're going through, He sees you and He cares. And He cares about you. That's the big part of it. He sees us and He cares. And this leads me into my second point here, which is the Lord has not lost His power. The Lord has not lost His power. You know, not only does the Lord see you, but He has the power to save you. Come on now. Not only does he see you, but he has the power to save you. He has the power to direct my paths. He has the power to lead me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He has the power to do mighty things. He is a mighty God. Come on, you guys aren't very excited this morning. He is a mighty God. He's able to do all things. Isaiah 40:28 says, "Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not fade or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable." Isaiah is telling us, "Man, he is he is beyond anything that you can even imagine." He is unsearchable in in what His knowledge is and who He is. And we can't even begin to describe Him. Deuteronomy 10, 17 says, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, who is not partial and takes no bribe. Hallelujah. He's not a politician. Hallelujah. Aren't we glad of that? He is the ruler of everything. He is the Lord of lords, the God of all gods. He is the highest authority in the land. He is the highest authority in the universe. And he doesn't take a bribe. He won't be dissuaded by men. He won't be dissuaded by your even your desires. Amen? He won't be changed by my own selfishness. He is a mighty God. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called... Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Man, these are are His titles. This is who He is. He is a mighty God, and we need to remember that. That this mighty God sees us and cares for us. The One who has all authority, all power. One more scripture in Jeremiah 32. Verses 17 through 19. It says, Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show steadfast love to thousands, but you repay the guilt of fathers to their children after them. Oh, great and mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts, great in counsel and mighty in deed, whose eyes are upon, open to all the ways of the children of man, rewarding each one according to his ways and according to the fruit of his deeds. We serve a mighty God. And sometimes when we're in the middle of our trials, when we're in the middle of our tests, and we're looking around and saying, God, do you even see me? We forget how powerful He really is. We forget that He is the creator of everything. We forget that if He created me into my mother's womb, and He created this body which is wonderfully and beautifully made by Him, then how come we can't believe that He could recreate something in us. How could we not believe that He could heal us? How could we not believe that He can deliver us? How could we not believe that He is able to bring us through? He is a mighty God. He is a mighty God. Creator of heaven and earth. He is the one who shows love to thousands who don't deserve it. Not one of us deserve it. And yet He shows and showers His love and His mercy and His grace upon us. Upon thousands, upon thousands. got to remember, nothing is too hard for God. Nothing. Can you say amen, Larry Johnson? Nothing is too hard for God. This man received a diagnosis about, what, four or five months ago? That he wasn't going to make it. There was no hope. But then God came in and brought healing to his body. The doctor said, we don't know if we're going to be able to get the tumor out. It's wrapped around your aorta. We're not sure if we'll be able to get it out. They go in and it's standing next to it. It's not even on it. They were able to just pull it out. They took part of his lung out and now he goes back for a checkup and they're saying that lung is filling out the whole area inside of his uh, chest area and doing well and he's cancer free. Praise God. I'm telling you, we serve a mighty God that nothing is impossible for Him. We've got to trust in Him. We've got to rely upon Him. So when we're in the middle of that trial, we can't lose sight of the fact. We can't lose sight of this fact. Which brings me to my next point. Even when we faint... He remains strong. Because sometimes in the middle of our trials, we get worn out. We get tired of fighting. We're ready to give up, but He never does. Isaiah 40, verses 29 and 30 that I read earlier, it says, He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. Let me tell you, standing in those lines at Disney, I became faint, weary, and ready to fall down from exhaustion. I'm telling you, I am definitely no longer a young man. I know this for a fact. I couldn't ride those roller coasters anymore. I rode the first one, popped my back and said, forget it, I'm not going on anymore, I'm done. I'm old enough and wise enough to stay off of those crazy things, I I don't have to anymore. So I I didn't. But I calculated up that in seven days at Disney, I ended up walking 41.8 miles. Yeah. I normally average, that's about six miles a day that I walked in Disney, standing in lines. My feet would become numb and, and would tingle. I mean, they were just like tingling. I couldn't do anything about it. You know, they're just like, you know, my hips were hurting. I'm, I'm walking kind of sideways at times. I'm, I'm, I'm weary. I'm worn out. Because, listen, my average is normally about six miles every seven days. And I was walking six miles every day for seven days. Whoo! By the fourth day, I said, "I'm staying home. I'm I'm staying home this morning." i got in the hot tub and I I had soaked for a while to get myself back to moving again. But then that afternoon, I went out, walked six more miles. I didn't help. You know, there are some times in life where it feels like you are running a Disney marathon. You know, you average about six miles a week, and then all of a sudden you start doing about six miles a day. There's times in our lives where it's just like all of a sudden everything just starts to heap on us, and it's coming at us by waves, one right after the other. If you haven't experienced it, just wait. You will. Jesus told us in this life, there will be trouble. <laughs> just hang on. But then you say, I've overcome the world. You know, that's the awesome part. There are days, there are times, there are weeks, there are months, there are years that we go through where it just seems like it's just a marathon that we're running and running and running. It's like we're on a treadmill Running as fast as we can go, but not getting anywhere. But I have good news. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. That's who our God is. He doesn't grow weary. He doesn't give up. He doesn't give in. He can handle it. He can push through, and He can help us push through. Because when we're faint, when we're ready to give up, when we're ready to just sit down and say, I can't go anymore, which I wanted to do several times, but my grandson kept moving and kept going, and I thought, I can't, I can't wimp out with him still going. I have to keep going. I mean, I was there for him, and he just kept wanting to go to the next thing and on to the next thing, and he had all the strength because he's a young six-year-old that was excited to be at Disney World. I'm an old grandpa that just didn't care whether he was at Disney World or not. I was there for him and just to spend time with him, and, but I had to push on. And I had to pray, Lord, give me strength to make it to the next one. But that's what's awesome is God does. He does. When we we look to Him, when we rely upon Him, He gives us the strength we need. Which brings us to the last point, the last last verse that we want to really look at today. It says, "When, when we feel like we're about to give up and give in, that is when we need to wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. In in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you look up this word wait, it has several different meanings that I, I think will help us really understand what the Lord is telling us. Many times we think of waiting as just standing still, waiting for something to come our way. You know, we kind of think we're going to be in that same place, just standing there, kind of like in those lines at Disney. We think of it as being, you know, like my grandson said multiple times while we were there, I'm bored. You're like... We're at Disney World. How could you be bored? I'm bored. We're just standing there in line. We think of waiting as I'm just bored. I'm just waiting. God, where are you? Come on. I'm just standing here, just waiting on my miracle. Come on, God. I'm bored, just waiting here. Where are you? That's not what it's talking about. This this word, wait is not a standstill type of of a word. This word is more of an active word than you might think. Some other ways of reading the scripture are, but they who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Or, but they who look eagerly for the Lord shall renew their strength. Or, But they who expect the Lord shall renew their strength. You see, it's not just this, oh, I'm bored waiting on you, God. I've been here forever. You know, you don't even see me anymore. We can get to that place. But when they wait on the Lord, what it's doing is you're standing there saying, God, I can't wait for you to come. It's like when we were on the way to Disney. We showed up at at my daughter's house and Grayson jumps out of the car and he runs to us and he goes, We're going to Disney. He had just found out that morning. And he was so excited and he had an expectation. He had an excitement about him. He had this, this hope, this this longing. He knew it was going to take a while, but he didn't care. It was he was going to Disney. And he was excited. Grandpa, we're going to Disney. Are you going? I said, Yeah, I'm going too. All right, we're going to Disney. He was excited. This waiting upon the Lord is that excitement. It's this anticipation. It's this expectation. It's not sitting there just in a bored state, just waiting on God to come, wondering why He's not shown up yet. It's this thing of going, It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's coming. My time is coming. God is coming. He's about to show up. I'm waiting on Him. I'm waiting with expectation. I know it's going to happen. All the way to Disney. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That kind of expectation. It's an excitement. It's a, it's a knowing. It's a longing. It's a hope. It's a joy. of, of It's coming the strength is going to come. You see, we, we stood in those long lines with a hope that eventually we would get to a ride. <laughs> Some of them I wasn't sure. But it would be that, that ride that would give us that thrill, that excitement, and, and it would be a joyful time and an experience that we needed to just give us the boost to go to the next ride. We move with the herds of people through long lines with an expectation of something at the end. You see, if if you're weary today and feel faint, let me encourage you to wait on the Lord. And that doesn't mean sit back and go, all right, God, come on. It means we're going, God, I can't wait for you to come. I know that you love me. I know that you've got good things for me. I know that your word tells me that that you will come and give me the strength I need. And so God, I'm expecting you to be here. God, I can't wait for you to come. God, come. Come in all of your might. Come in all of your power. Come in all of your glory. I'm waiting on you, oh God. You see, that's what waiting upon the Lord is. And then he says, when we wait for him like that, then all of a sudden, we will mount up with wings like eagles. Or I like this picture. You will sprout wings like eagles that will help you to rise above and soar over the problems and the cares of this life. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Man, I'll just sprout wings and I could fly over that crowd to get to the ride. I could picture it in my mind, man, I need wings, I need to fly over to get to this thing, to get this over with, to get to where I'm wanting to go. You see, God says if we will just wait upon Him with His hope, with His expectation, with a knowing that His power is great, that all of a sudden He'll just let wings sprout upon our backs and we will be able to soar up and above all of the discouragement, all of the fear, all of the cares of this life. See, when we come with expectation and expectancy and put our hope in the Lord, He will cause us to soar. Wow. Then, then you will be able to walk and not faint. Then you will be able to run and not grow weary because all the strength that you needed has come from Him to carry you through. Pastor Lord, if you'll go ahead and come. God wants you to have this joyful expectation in your life. We all face trials. We all face things that are very difficult for us. Your trial might not be difficult for me, but it's difficult for you. Because you're not made like me. I'm made differently than you. I can handle different situations better than you can and you can handle those kinds of situations better than i can but the thing is is that our god is able to do exceedingly abundant above all that we could ever think or ask he is powerful he is mighty and he is able maybe he hasn't healed you like he did larry johnson maybe you're going through that trial and you're saying god but i'm not getting healed I'm not getting healed. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. You need to wait upon Him to give you the strength, whether it's healing in this life or the next, whether it's for you to make it through this trial or it's going to be the end. We all win because we're with Him. The thing is, is that when we wait upon Him, He gives us the strength that we need. The strength that we need, whether it's to see the healing now or whether it's to see it later or whether it's to see it in the next life. You see, we, we don't know what the plan is. But God does. And when we come and we just wait upon Him, God, give me the strength today. Give me the strength today to face today, to face this moment. Give me the wings to fly above this thing. God, to rise up and to soar above this thing. God, just give me that strength today. You see, when we come to Him with that, then it's all okay. Because we know that He knows what's best for us. He has the path. He has the way. He is more powerful than we are. Read the scripture to you one more time, but I want to read it out of the New Living Translation this morning because I think it just adds some some powerful insights into it. It says, "Oh Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you not heard? Have, have you never heard? Have you never understood?" The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of His understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. This morning, I just felt like the Lord wanted me to give you this word of encouragement today. That He sees you. He sees you. No matter what you feel, no matter what you think, no matter what's going on, no matter how abandoned you feel right now, He sees you. And He is a powerful God. He is a mighty God. And He is able to deliver you. He doesn't grow weary. He doesn't faint. He never gives up. Even though we become faint and weary in ourselves, in our fight, He never does. And He is always there with us. And if we will take the time to just wait on Him, to just say, God, I'm looking for You. I'm looking for You in the middle of this. I maybe can't see You right now. I maybe can't see the end of this. I don't know where it's going to end. I don't know how it's going to come out. But God, I'm looking for You in the middle of where I am. All of a sudden, strength will come to make it another day. To make it to the next step. to Take that next step forward. This morning I'm just going to ask you to stand with me. And if you're here today and you're weary you've been in a fight it may be Physically, It could be emotionally. It could be spiritually. It could be with a relationship. It could be whatever that's going on in your life where you have just become weary. And you just need strength today. You need the Lord to help you to rise up on wings as eagles. I want you to just come and gather around these altars today. I want you to just come. Don't don't hesitate. Don't think about what anybody else is going to think. I just want you to come. And I want you to gather right here at these altars, because I believe that God has something for you. I believe God has a, a something for you as you come and you wait upon Him. It's not the length of time, it's the attitude of our heart. It's not waiting for hours and hours and, and just beating ourselves and just, oh, I'm waiting on you, God. It's coming with a heart attitude of God. I wait for you. Because you are my deliverer. You are my hope. You are my strength. You are the one that's going to bring me through. God, I'm waiting upon you today. I want each one of you to just say, I'm waiting upon you, oh God. I wait upon you this morning. I just ask you right now to just begin to pray. If you're out in the seats, pray for these that are down here at the altars. Pray for them because they need the strength of the Lord this morning. They need to know that God is there. God is going to come into their situation. And He is going to bring strength and renewal of strength to them right now. God, I'm asking you in your mighty name, God, to come. And God, to cause them to rise up on wings as eagles. God, to cause them to rise up. God, as they're waiting upon You. God, as they turn their minds, their focus off of their own situation and onto You. God, as they begin to focus on You with an expectation, Lord God, of Your deliverance, of Your healing, of Your power, God, coming into their lives. Right now, Lord Jesus, I'm asking You to come and cause them to mount up on wings as eagles. Right now, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Oh God I pray. God it doesn't mean that they're going to have a change in their circumstances here on this earth. God but it means that they're going to have the strength to make it through whatever they're facing. God I'm praying Lord that you will bring healing though. That you will bring deliverance. You will bring reconciliation. You will God bring. God restoration of things that have been taken away and broken or destroyed. Oh God you are able God, because there is nothing that is impossible with God. There is nothing that is impossible with you, O Lord. And God, you see us. You see us right in the middle of our situation. You see us right in the middle of our hurt, right in the middle of our pain, right in the middle of our trial. God, you see us and you care about us. And Lord, you have the power to deliver us. And Lord, so we just wait upon you this morning. God, we turn our hearts, our expectation towards you. God, with an enthusiasm, with an excitement, Lord God, of your coming. God, waiting with hope for your coming. God, waiting with an expectation of your coming with the strength that we need. Oh, God, help each one to be able to walk through that trial, that test in their life. God, thing that they're facing, Lord, that seems insurmountable right now. God, you're going to deliver them right now, Lord Jesus, I pray. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. We just thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, this morning once again that God nothing is impossible for you God that you can bring us through the trial, through the storm, through whatever is raging against us because God you are able to give us the strength when we wait upon you when we're in the middle just waiting there God with an expectation of your arrival of your strength, of your power of you coming to just raise us up Wings as eagles, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that many here today, God, have sprouted wings today. God, many here today have sprouted wings. And Lord, they're going to be able to soar through this. God, with your strength, with your power, with your might, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, we thank you this morning for your love and your compassion for us. Lord, just touch each one, heal, deliver, set free, whatever is needed, Lord, in each life. As they go from this place today, God, let them be blessed, blessed by you, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. I pray that you will just soar on wings as eagles as you leave this place today. In Jesus' name. for listening. We hope you'll tune in next week for another great sermon from Grace Point Assembly of God.